What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Get Your Bell Rung Football Podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds. I am Bobby Wall, and we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes. Might rattle you up a bit. On this morning's show, filming in the morning for you here on Thursday, uh, we will discuss the week that was uh, 15 in the NFL. Always our starts of the week and get into some news and notes. But first, Kevin, our very first morning show. How are you, my friend? It's morning, so I don't care for it, but we chose this, so here we are. We did. Uh, school's out for me. Obviously, you've been done tennis for a while, so we got a little more freedom, and we decided to get this one out now. Yeah, yeah, as opposed to last night. I didn't know you were a Duncan person. Uh, Duncan is far superior to Starbucks. Well, yeah. Um, I don't understand the Starbucks thing. Well, you're just- sort of fancy. You seem like the type of guy that would sit there and buy his own beans and has his own little crusher thing and make his own coffee because you're Mr. Fancy. So it surprises uh, me that you're a Duncan guy. Well, I would if Reggie didn't already do all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> My significant other, she takes care of all of that. She uh, uh we actually she just got beans from Rwanda yesterday in the mail. Right. We had a, a little cup this morning. But you're missing something here, Kevin. What do you see? Um, what color is this? Oh, it's not black. What's that all about? Have you turned over a new leaf? Well, it is well known um, amongst you and I that. Well known amongst us. (laughs) uh, Due to my extreme manliness uh, and hair in my chest, I only drink my coffee black. Right. But I decided Mm -hmm. to give you a little treat and do some frilly something with white chocolate and cream and sugar. And it was a horrible, horrible mistake. Ah, that's a falsity. Um, so they have the good peppermint there right now. They got the caramel, which I get a lot. Mocha's nice. They have some flavor there. Oh, sugar cookie right now. Oh, is that delicious? Maybe, I don't know. <clears throat> uh, next time I'm feeling frilly, I might I might do something like that. Well, what exactly did you get there, fancy boy? Yeah, white uh, something with white chocolate. And cream and sugar, it's just too sweet. Uh, not on, like, well, yeah, not on, well, you know, you, unlike you, you're not too sweet. Uh, okay. I can take that. You're just a ratchet, um, old man, is what you are. It's fine. The, the shoe fits. Meanwhile, I have the Christmas spirit here, Kevin. You're missing my hat. How so? Oh, well, well, I'm Oh, yeah. I saw you putting on. I was going to wear mine today, as you know, but since it's a morning show and I'm irritable in the morning. I chose not to. But if we had done this at like 4 p.m. or later, who knows what I'd have run out here. And I might have had on a full Santa suit. And I am definitely a morning person. Yeah, I am not. I don't like being awake right now. It's irritating. Sun is up. Seeing your lovely face, I mean, that that makes it bearable. But aside from that, I'd love to go crawl back in bed with my dog for about another two hours and then get up and be productive. Because my whole life, I've been one of those people. I'm a night person. So I like, I don't sleep more than other people, probably less than other people, but I like to go to bed at like three and get up at nine or 10 and then probably 10, not nine, 10. And then I just sort of meander for about two hours and I start to come about. Unfortunately, the world we live in does not operate around that schedule. So in the winter time, my schedule is really weird. Summer, I'm up really early any day because I'm at the tennis court by 830. So uh, I love you, buddy. But I hate being up right now and seeing your lovely face. Well, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I guess. I don't know. Is but, it cold um, there? Well, it's chilly this morning, but it's going to get up to like almost 60. 
Oh, well, um, special. Well, I wonder what the sleep cycle is for Brandon Staley because he's got a lot of extra time since the last time we spoke. He is so out awful. as the Chargers head coach. I can't believe it took this long. Um, you texted me. You said, do you think he'll be fired? Do you think he'll make it to lunch or to halftime? Within 20, you said within 24 hours. I did. That was the second one. The first one I sent to you, you yeah. were asleep, I think, during the game. If that he should be fired at halftime, it was what forty-two nothing at that point, and then yeah, I, I later on I fired. Well, he'd make it to lunchtime, um, and Which I don't think he did. he did. Did he? No, I don't. Think, right it's like eleven. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So, but the so obviously the job will be open uh, in the off season, and this is, I feel like, such an appealing job. You have Justin Herbert locked in as your quarterback. You'll likely get a top ten pick. Uh, there are a lot of holes to fill in, which is why you get that top 10 pick, especially in pass defense. They're definitely worse places to coach. It's not like going into Carolina last year. Um, I think I think they 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 always underperform. So they have good players yeah. and a good scheme and stuff. It just doesn't happen. I saw a stat that their defense is in like the, the stat of a, that you don't like in the ten, top. 10 oldest in the league. So there, there's definitely going to be some things to deal do with there. But man, you've got one hell of an offense to start with. You've got a franchise quarterback to build around. There's some people are starting to say maybe he's not. And I don't think it's that. I think it's that your coach sucks. And bringing in a new one could reinvigorate and give him give him a, the guy a chance. I mean, he just got beat up this year. Uh the only issue with California is, you know, if you make Five million a year. The state will take about four point seven million of it. But aside from that, and, and honestly, I know it seems funny, but there's players now intentionally not playing in California because they don't want half of their salary going to crackheads. Well, it's so, always been a thing. Yeah. It's always been a thing where players would pick somewhere like uh, Florida over other right. places. But now, now no... it's gotten excessive. Now that like they right. actually, the press talks about how, and, and players will just say straight up, no. I told my agent we're not even thinking about it, but I don't think that's going to happen. There's 32 head coaching jobs in the world for the NFL, so anybody that would turn it down or that would be silly. But I wonder where they'll go with this because uh, – Well, that was going to be my next question for you. Is this where Eric Bieniemy gets his shot? I hope Try not. to turn Herbert into Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I hope not. I don't, I don't think that, that would, he would be right there. You know his current quarterback is Awful. legally – I think leading the league in passing. Oh, yeah, yards. he's the one that got benched last week. That's right. Well, yeah, yeah, because yeah, he's so good. He got benched. Yeah, yeah but you know what? What Brissette was I came, thinking? What was I thinking? Brissette came in and looked awesome. Any, you could put my mom in there. She looked awesome after how? Why? What is your non-sexual, unhealthy yards. attraction to Sam Howe? I just I like don't understand it. He's not very good in real life. I like him for fantasy though. Obviously. He did do you well one week, yes. And he was my starts of the week a couple of times and blew up. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't remember that. Okay. So I was watching the Colts game a little bit, and I'm looking at Michael Pittman, and a thought struck me. A thought struck me. So I looked it up. Um, this year Michael Pittman is averaging seven catches for seventy six yards a game, right around there. And then I looked at the year right before Michael Thomas set the record for receptions and stuff because I thought, man, this has got a Michael Thomas feel to me. Well, Thomas averaged seven catches for 78 yards. Um, so basically identical numbers. 
Thomas ended that season with 104 catches, 12, 45, and five touchdowns. That's doable for Pittman here. The very next year is when he uh, he went 125, 1,409, and then the following years when he absolutely dominated. But Michael Pittman, I know he's got a – it took him a few years, but he's on this rise, I think, that – I don't want to say he's going to be the next, you know, peak Michael Thomas, but very similar, similar size, everything. I just – talking to you sometimes is – it's brutal. It's just brutal. Elaborate. That we're going to sit here and pretend that Mike Pittman is going to be the next Thomas for that three-year span. Here would be my biggest – I actually think the guy's amazing, yes. And he, he's – because he plays in Indy, he's sort of overlooked. Yes. But I mean, two words to tell you why that's not happening. Gardner Minshew or Oh, 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 absolutely. hundred uh, yeah. percent. Anthony Richardson Drew Brees not is not home. playing in Indy. And, and when Anthony Richardson's back, you're going to probably see these numbers dip a bit because it'll be a little more running. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I, the guy can chuck it. We've seen the dude can stand flat foot and throw the ball 70 yards. So I don't think that'll be an issue, but I don't really, I, I, I would call this year his ceiling. And I'm not saying he can't get it again, but I can't imagine him taking those two huge steps up and setting all-time NFL records. And that's a shame because he's doing this with Gardner Minshew. Right, well, that's the thing. That's a lot of teams, though. A lot of teams have players that could be blowing up if they're in the right situation. If they played for the 49ers, they played for the Dolphins, but they don't. And unfortunately, they're left with – they end up becoming George Pickens and Deontay Johnson and just – refusing to block on plays because they might get hurt. I don't know how as a coach you how how do you quantify that, qualify that, anything that how how do your teammates how could anyone teammate on, on your team, offense, defense, look at you and never have any respect for you again when you literally say outright to the press, I didn't block because I'm afraid I might get hurt. I had a I had guys in college before like you know as I'm moving up the ranks you know, sophomore year, starting defense, junior year. If you took off a play, they would punch you in the face when we got to the locker room. Yeah. Like, there's been fights that had to get broken up in film room because dudes were, um, you know, taking plays off and and not hitting their assignments. It, right. I don't – I have no idea what's going on here. here and this is worse, though. I'm, I, I know everybody in any sport occasionally sort of daydreaming, just say, okay, I'm not even involved in this play, so – you know, Randy Moss used to do it occasionally. He'd just be over way out, flanked way out wide, knowing the place going the other direction, nothing's coming in. He'd just sort of stand there. This dude actively said, yes, I'm supposed to be blocking on this play, but I refuse to because I don't want to get hurt. I mean, it's just blatantly saying I'm just not going to do my job at all. Even when it's presented in front of me, I refuse to do it. It wasn't lazy. He actively chose me, me, me. I don't know how he doesn't find the bench. Me either. What is Tomlin so doing? Is he completely lost his mojo with these people? I mean, look no, at I all can't. the knuckleheads he's been able to wrangle in over the years. But these two guys, especially Pickens, he can't seem to do it. Well, we, I mean, that, and that was Pickens' thing coming out. Like, that's why he dropped so much yeah, in the yeah, draft. Yeah, I mean, right, I think he, was, you know, he was my favorite receiver coming out in that class. Of all those badass receivers, he's the one I told you athletically I thought was actually the best. He's got the talent. He There's does, no but he's a total just jackass. Yep. But that's a Gardner Minshew, man. He's having one heck of a year, too. Another one is just going under the radar because he plays in Indy. Yeah. Um, 
All right. Let's get going with these games. Our first one, the Pacers beat the Chargers 63 to 21, which is why the fellow we were talking about, Brandon Staley, that was the final nail in the coffin. Um, Easton Stick, I don't think you're starting him anywhere, but he did throw for three touchdowns. And Josh Palmer was the only other Charger in double digits, four catches for 113 and a score. And then the Raiders, you were good with just about everyone you started. Zamir White filling in for Josh Jacobs was fine. Trey Tucker, nobody ever even heard of him. He ended up with 20 fantasy points. Aiden O'Connell got almost 30. Jacoby Myers, Devontae Adams, everybody. I mean, you score 63 points. Tough to, to not be happy with your fantasy production. Yeah, it was ugly. I, I watched this game. I texted you a couple times. I think you yep. said you had fallen asleep. It was uh, surreal yeah. to watch. It was weird. It it was I don't I don't even know how to describe it. Anybody that watched it knows exactly what I'm saying. It was just weird. But it, it's entertaining. It's, there's only one game difference between the Raiders and the Chargers, but they just feel I don't know if they have different spots. But yeah, but this is a Chargers team that was starting Easton Stick. That's different than the team that had Justin Herbert started, out winning games. Yeah, but they but the Raiders started Aiden O'Connell. I mean, aren't they the same yeah. person? I don't think so. I think O'Connell's got a little experience under him so far this year and has had games where he's awful, games where he's played well, where Easton Stick just gets stuck out in the middle of this this toilet drain going down as it was. I mean, Justin Herbert played this game. I don't know that the score would have been all that different. Maybe 49 to 21. Uh, but Ke- Keenan Allen was out as well. Yeah, that didn't help. And he's probably going to be out this week too. Matter of fact, I'd be really surprised if he plays again the rest of the year. If I'm Keenan Allen, I'm pulling glad, to George Pickens. Glad I saved him. I'm getting out of there. All right. Um, the Bengals beat the Vikings 27 to 24 in yet another matchup of backup quarterbacks. So far, we got two NFL games and not a single starting quarterback uh that you would imagine would be on the field. Um, and this game was pretty surprising for me. Nick Mullins, 300 yards passing, two touchdowns. Ty Chandler had a monster game, 132 yards on the ground, plus a score. Jordan Addison blew up. Uh Justin Jefferson, this was his second game back correct yeah because the first yeah. game he played a little bit got hurt yeah. seven for 84 so even with nick mullins um manning the helm you're still okay with uh jeff 10 targets yeah yep jake browning was fine on the other side joe mixon was fine uh t higgins had a great game but uh jamar chase disappoints again four for 64 yeah the Bengals had three points i believe at halftime uh Browning and I think it was there's a guy in the one side that had T Higgins who had zero points at halftime. Browning had yep. three, but by the end of the game they ended up with forty. The Vikings just and stopped playing defense. It's really going to really is hurting the Vikings as far as maybe end up missing the playoffs. And this is what two games in a row for Jamar Chase. Only four targets. I mean, you just mentioned Justin Jefferson had ten. That's what you do. Well, yeah, but he didn't play the whole game. Well, that said, he left early. I think early fourth quarter when he. Bust his shoulder. So AC sprain, there's a very real chance he's done for the year unless they make the playoffs. Yeah. Well, uh, it, they got I saved him. Yeah. Right. There's another one we, we talked about off air. Uh, the Bengals are in the playoffs as it stands right now. They are eight and six. The AFC is like nobody wants to win uh, besides the Ravens. Um, I mean, how many teams are eight and six, nine and five, seven and seven, all right there? It's like nine teams. 
Yeah, there's a lot. And they beat each other because when you look at the overall records of the AFC and NFC, it's uh, at least going into last week, it's a pretty stark contrast. I think 11 of the 16 teams in AFC had winning records going into last week. Yeah, it's... Uh... And they beat each other. The thing is, they beat up on the NFC. That's why you end up with all those winning records. Because obviously, you're playing people in your own conference. It's moot. I think moot is one of my favorite words. And we've used that a bit lately. Like you use it with like, you know, uh, your quarterback throwing a touchdown against your defense. Well, it's just moot. Good point. Didn't hurt you. It didn't help you. Right. It's a fine word. It should be used more often. Bring it it out to uh, the public's eye, Kevin. We'll see what I can do. The Colts beat the Steelers 30 to 13, and it didn't even, it didn't feel that close. If you watch the game, uh, the. And it was 13 to nothing at one point, I believe. Pittsburgh was up 13 nothing. But then it was. All Colts. Yeah. What? I don't know what happened to the Steelers. It was. They just quit playing. I think, like I said, they've lost the team. It's Pickens is. I don't, I don't even think it's that thing where Pickens is a cancer. I just think they are done with the quarterback carousel. I think Tomlin, although is still a great coach, except for when he cheats. Um, I just think everyone's like, even though they've he's never had a losing season, you need a new voice. I've said that many times on the show. Sometimes you just need a new voice in the locker room. You made a comment before we got on air that we were talking about Staley getting fired. If Mike Tomlin ended up getting fired or resigned, how would he get hired the next day? And I said he would probably be hired within the hour. Yeah. If he wanted to, yes, he yes, they would gobble him up so quick. He's a great coach. If I was the Steelers, why not why not trade him? Uh you could yeah. Why not? Well, if, you, well, if you're thinking about contract. getting rid of him, all these teams that get rid of like your Staleys, you have to, because I wouldn't trade him for a can of green beans. But player guys like this, Belichick, why not get to, even if it's a third round draft pick? Why not? It's more than nothing. You would get something for Staley. You could say, hey, look, I'll give you Staley for a seventh-round pick. That's only no, a seventh-round no, pick, I but it's something. A green beans. I think you've lost your mind. Why would anybody want a guy who is that awful? Coach. You'd have him coach your wide receivers or something. Some coaches, Kevin, aren't cut out to be head coaches. Yeah, but, but he's just good pure coaches. And- it's one thing if you're just struggling a little bit. This dude, yeah, he's like Arthur Smith. He has no business in the NFL. I think if I think if these coaches, I mean, if the head coach has so much that goes into it that you don't think about, like the time management and this and that, and if he only had to focus on coaching a position, he'd be fine. I mean, he got to where he got a head coaching gig some for some reason. Well, that's true, but at this point, I wouldn't give a can of green beans. Well, Deontay Johnson is only player worth having simply because he got his uh, – he's the one that found the end zone for the Steelers. Pretty much a decent game. Zach Moss kind of a letdown, I thought, only 10 points, um, and that was it. I know well, we he got about- hurt, so that, that didn't help. Yeah. Yeah, did he get hurt? Um, it was – was it a touchdown that got called back? Or, I no, it was the exact play, but it's early enough touchdown. that the other two backs had 28 carries between them. Yeah, I think he ended up with a receiving touchdown. I think that's what it was. He did. Three for 20 and a touchdown. Uh, yeah, I think that's the play staff played great. Uh, Colts are looking good, man. They're a team that could do some damage. It might upset somebody in the playoffs if they make it. Are they currently Maybe. in or are they currently eight? Maybe. I don't know. I don't feel – I don't – they they handled the Steelers, obviously, which is you know almost a playoff team. But the Colts are eight and six, and they are currently in there. Well, they're yeah. tied – 
for the division lead with the Jaguars, eight and six. I'm not saying I think they're going to win the AFC championship here. I'm just saying I wouldn't necessarily want to play them. They can throw some points in a bunch. They've got a decent D. Uh, the Detroit Lions roared back into relevance after. Oh, uh, quickly. Sorry, I got to interrupt you. But, for those in the fantasy world still, uh, it's rumored that Jonathan Taylor will be back this week now. Yes, it is. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Thank and you. And that Mason Rudolph will be starting for the Steelers. He practiced in full. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Taylor did. So should be good. Uh, the Lions came in and, you know, the Broncos, who've been playing very well over the last, I don't know, eight, nine weeks. Uh, and then, boy, they, they count them 42 to 17. Uh, Goff had, what, five touchdown passes, he 35 did. fantasy points. Jameer Gibbs, he's a – is he the best player on the field when he's on, well, I mean, most games? He's got he he's got a friend on his own team, Mr. St. Brown, that I think can give him a run for the money, but just doesn't get right. to touch the ball nearly as much. But yes, he is he looks he's, like a man amongst boys. He averaged almost 10 yards a carry in this game with 11 attempts. So it wasn't like he had three carries for 30 yards, 11 right. for 100. Um him, San Laporta had three touchdown catches and then um our boy St. Brown, he uh did his thing 7 for 112 and a score. And then at Russell Wilson was the only player for Denver in double digits. Uh, but Cortland Sutton, five for 71. He just missed his touchdown this week. He did, man. Uh, you and I, we we talked about this Lions thing and like the Laporta. At times it seemed in this game like Jared Goff could just, you know, put a little lounger back there, get sip some lemonade. Oh, yeah. Uh, watch an episode of The Blacklist and still get off a pass to Sam Laporta in the corner of the end zone. It was unreal how much time he had. Like the Broncos weren't even trying on defense. It was, it was, it was odd, sort of strange to watch how much time he really had. And I'm sitting in my head the whole time thinking, this is going to Laporta, this is going to Laporta. And then boom, Laporta stands back in the end zone, another touchdown. Yeah. Well, the, it, Denver just didn't show up. When you give even the, the quarterbacks that aren't really that good. I mean, if Zach Wilson wasn't running for his life, he could complete some passes at oh, yeah. the end. He wouldn't know, do this well, but he would do a lot better right. than he does, right, if you have a chance. Well, you could be a, a talented and a even a halfway decent quarterback sometime. They can pick you apart. Yeah, it doesn't matter how good of a corner you are, how good of a safety you are. Right. If you're just – if the if the offense ends up running spaghetti patterns like the backyard, you can only keep up with them for so long. Uh, the Jets couldn't keep up with the Dolphins at all. Thirty-two-zero. We know. I mean, we were pretty confident that the uh, this game wasn't going to be that close. But good grief, Jalen Waddle in the absence of Tyreek Hill. Finally, we get an awesome game from him. Eight for one forty-two and a touchdown. Raheem Mostert continues to pile on the rushing touchdowns. Two more this week. What's he? Is he at twenty now? Twenty. Yeah. That's man, what a and what was he a sixth, seventh round fantasy pick? What a steal! And uh, yeah, I think right around that area, yeah, because yeah, I think it was the Jets a few weeks ago. We joked about having, I can't believe they had two quarterbacks score negative fantasy points. That's hard to do. And then here we are again. They the quarterback position had a total of negative 3.6 fantasy points. Impressive, it's, New York. It's really odd. Who is their quarterback's coach? Uh, I don't know. Do they have one? I don't know. I think most teams do. I, I think they just, just hang out. The ineptitude is just unreal. I, I I can't really explain it. I can't understand it. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. It's weird. It's called to be bad. <clears throat> the 
Kansas City Chiefs take down the Patriots 27 to 17, but this game was interesting for a while. The Pats were right there. I think the Pats ended up leading at one point, 10 to 7, maybe. I think it was. Um, Patrick Mahomes disappointed yet again. I know he had 300 yards passing, two touchdowns, but he also had two picks. Yeah, but we, Only- we talked about this. We got we, we know we have to put a little asterisk there on he had another awful game. I know. It's he I understand that he cannot help. Terrible his wide receivers. <laughs> yeah, just so awful. Like we, we talked last night that that he'd be better off if they just had stone hands and the ball just hit their hands and fell. But it seems like his receivers, particularly Tony, I think you described it as uh volleyball. He so, sort of seems to set it up for the yeah. other team. That's right. Because every ball he throws to that D bag, he throws it up in the air and ends up getting intercepted. Balls are hitting perfectly in stride, right in his hands. And end up interceptions. And finally, Mahomes showed his uh, frustration a little bit on the sideline, which I was glad. I think his teammates need to see him get a little quit with the, P, the 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 PC crap that he always does, and just call some of these guys out for what it is. I agree. Uh, and I I'd mentioned there's Tony in the Super Bowl last year. He scored like two touchdowns. I think he only played three snaps or something. And you're watching, thinking, man, this guy is so good. Why don't they? Why doesn't he play more? It makes no sense. And you realize he is an absolute liability out there. Yeah. And the fact that he scores any touchdowns is straight luck because it could be a turnover. Yeah. Just He's just as a straight up spark guy. He seems like right. he has an IQ around 70 and he can't catch a cold. So it's, basically he's just a track star out on the field costing his team. I think we said last night we, we know of at least two games that he single-handedly has cost them this year. Well, I think Mahomes is getting – like he's he's figuring out. He realizes that Rasheed Rice is really the only decent receiver he's got, and he's he's giving him the football. Nine targets. Um, oh, the yeah. next closest receiver was only four. Uh, Kelsey had seven, but boy, Kelsey does not look like Kelsey. I don't know if he's hurt. I think what. teams Maybe are taking him out. I think the blueprints was said about midseason, even before that, since they don't trust any of the receivers on the team. The others, he, there's no respect for them, so they just double, triple Kelsey every game he, now. I even watched him drop some passes, and that's yeah, not normally. He definitely has more drops this year. He's got bigger things to worry about now: his endless commercials and his little girlfriend. Oh yeah, that's that far works, more man. important than winning games, right? Because uh, Anthony and even the... came out and said that the NFL is his side hustle. Did you see that last week? I did not. Yeah, he came out and said the NFL is just Travis's side hustle at this point. He makes so much more money with everything else. Who said that? His agent. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he was just talking about a money thing and not where his attention goes. Well, it came to why Travis doesn't demand more money. And he said because he wants to win. Uh, But again, when you my point is, I understand all that's just sort of silly. But when you're making that much more money outside of football, it means you're also not focused on football like you once were. And in the NFL, the top of the top in the world, that matters. It happens to tennis players, too. They go win a Grand Slam. Next thing you know, the press is all on them. They have $10 million of endorsements. They don't win another Grand Slam the rest of their lives. It's a shame. Uh, and that's the thing. When you read about the like the greatest players of all time, you read about Michael Jordan. One thing that everyone says, all the coaches, everything, is no one – I just listened to an interview with Dean Smith the other day. No one has ever outworked Michael Jordan. No. First guy on the court, last guy to leave. We'll give you the freaking stink eyes. You're walking off the court if you leave before him. But everyone did. They still would eventually, but still. <laughs> he made it known to all of them. 
this is why I'm the GOAT, because I'm still here. You're leaving. Right. Uh, the Browns keep finding ways to win. What are they, 9-5, and five, I think? Yes. Um, they're second behind the Ravens in the AFC North. This team is making the playoffs. And with that defense, they 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 got a shot to to take down a team or two that, you know, maybe uh maybe you wouldn't think uh they would, but uh they've beat the Niners and the Ravens this year. The two number one seats. They've beat them both, which is makes no sense. Um nobody was good for the Bears. You got double digits for Komet because he scored, but even with a touchdown, he only got you 10.8 points. Yeah, we'll take that from a tight end. Yeah. How about Flacco's 374 yards? Now, I know he threw three picks, got two touchdowns. They yeah, started um, off rough, yeah. Yeah. But, look, they found a way to get it done. Amari Cooper had a nice game, four for 109. And there was a pass that Flacco threw to Amari Cooper that looked like Patrick Mahomes. It was like a three-quarter delivery yeah. like over one defender, under another. It was – Was that the one he made for TD? Yeah. They did the uh, um, down the line. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And then Njoku blew up again 14 targets for David Njoku, 10 for 104 and score. Yeah. Dude, so Flacco, that's saying two TDs, three interceptions. Any of these other quarterbacks on that team that have been zero TDs, five interceptions. He brought them back. He led them down the field for that winning score. But here's something amazing that happened this week. The Browns, even though that was his third star for them. They finally just signed him late last week to an actual contract. He was still yeah. just being put back on the practice squad, meaning, again, any of these stupid-ass, pardon my friend, stupid-ass teams in the league could have signed him off their practice squad. We sat there and listened for you idiot GMs the last three weeks, all the teams that could use him, and none of you listen. Why? Do you like to lose? He's just won three games in a row. I don't understand it. Mind-boggling. Yeah. Um, I think teams have the right to match an offer given to a practice squad player, I think. Could be wrong there. That's true or not. We'd have to look uh, into that. But yeah, even if we, they did, why wouldn't a team try? Right. Browns might say, well, we can't match that. Go for it. And who starting Dorian Thompson-Robinson? You don't do anything in the playoffs with him. Yeah, I I'm, I just don't understand what the, the, the vitriol uh, towards Mr. Flacco. I don't get it either. The Texans outside looking in currently, even though they are the third eight and six team in their division, uh, but they squeak out another win this past week uh, against the Titans. Where the Titans are not, yeah, they're, they're so not awful. a good team. They really, really are. Derrick Henry, are you ready for this? Sixteen carries, nine yards, one pretty, four, four catches, one yard. Oh, poor, poor fella. Um, nobody was worth having in this one, uh, not even the quarterback, Will Levis. And then on the other side, the there are only two guys. Noah Brown was a good spot start for you with uh, Nico Collins out. And uh, Evan Singletary, 26 attempts for 121. You want to talk about, I don't want to say hiding your quarterback, because Case Keenum, who started over Davis Mills, a little confusing there. Uh, but he, he did have 36 attempts. But, man, you give Devin Singletary 26 carries. I feel like that's getting the ball out of Keenum's hands as much as they could. They sure did. Wouldn't you? It worked. It worked. 19 to 16. That's it. I mean, if Stroud's not coming back this week, they've already said, but yeah, they got to get him healthy because if they make the playoffs, Case Keenum and Davis Mills aren't going to get it done in the AFC. Sorry. All right. All right. Um, the Buccaneers 
roll up into the Lambeau Field, and Baker Mayfield had the only perfect quarterback rating in the history of Lambeau Field as from a visiting team. Uh, I, what was shocking? But uh, 22 for 28, only six incompletions for 381 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Way to ball out, Baker. Rashad White did his thing. Oh, man. I feel like he's still quietly. It's still quietly what he's doing. I mean, people aren't saying how good Rashad White is, but they should. Because every single week, 21 carries this week, um, two catches, but for 50 yards and a score because he broke one free. Uh, and then Chris Godwin, 20 fantasy points. Mike Evans, a little bit of a letdown, but he still got you 13. Um, and then that was basically it, unless you started Tucker Craft or Dontavian Wicks. And I did where, start talking about crafting two leagues, which is nice. Where did this Godwin thing come from? He scored more that game. I mean, he, in his last six games, he he only scored about 30 couple total. And all of a sudden, he throws up a 20-burger. Uh, the NFL is weird, man. It is. There's so many odd things. That frustrating. Right. Uh, uh, the, the Packers are who we thought they were now. Trash. Yeah, they they were rolling for a little bit. They were rolling, yeah. but um, and right now the Buccaneers at an impressive seven and seven are leading the NFC South. They're tied with the Saints at seven and seven, but the Bucks have the tiebreaker. Um, and then the Packers are six and eight, but they're they're not catching the Lions. Lions are ten and four. Yeah. That's over with. Um, I'd like to see Mayfield do this for three more games, win the division handily. And get MVP votes. That would be yeah. so awesome. I would love it. If he played like this three more games in a row at the end of the season, boy, that's going to weigh heavy in some voters' minds. I, I don't expect him to have do that three games in a row. But if he did, boy, he, that'd be a hard argument. Uh, and it, as crazy as it sounds, I, the NFC South, depending on their schedule, like they have a, a chance, I think, to send multiple teams they do. to the playoffs. They do because the NFC is that poor as far as depth. Yeah. As of as of right now, um, the Rams are in at the wild card spot at seven and seven. The Seahawks are also seven and seven. Bucks are seven and seven. Saints are seven and seven. Vikings are seven and seven. I mean, whew, talk about mediocrity. It is. There's a the, the, it's a very top heavy conference. The AFC, not so much. Uh, a absolute snooze fest. The Panthers get their second win of the season. Congrats, Carolina. Nine to seven over the Falcons. Um, Bijan Robinson, negative fantasy points. Negative point one. Only 11 yards rushing. Lost a fumble. And didn't get him going in the passing game either. Only one catch for three yards. And Chuba was the only player for either team to hit double digits in fantasy, and he only had 11. Let's move on. Okay, yeah. Chuba's getting the work though. If you got him, put them in that yeah, flex. No reason to really talk about the, the game. Decent with those about people. it. Well, we can also probably move on from the Saints beating the Giants twenty-four to six. Not much to see here. Uh, nobody in double digits for the Giants and Derek Carr, Alvin Kamara. Only guys that you you probably didn't start Derek Carr. He's. Dude, have you seen the Devito story? Which one? The pizzeria one. I don't think so. So. A few weeks ago, this pizzeria that's had like Eli Manning there, various giants, they do promotional things for him signing pizza boxes, uh, you know, just promotional thing. And so he's supposed to come in Monday night 
for, for a two hour thing for 10,000 bucks. Well, his agent, the dude, the mafia dude from two weeks ago, contacts the place, says, sorry, the price is up to 20,000 now. And they're just like, look, we're a little family owned pizzeria here. We're, we're not Little Caesars. We're not Domino's. We can't, we can't afford that. So they decide not to do it. What gets to the press? And DeVito starts taking this huge PR hit. Mafia guy, he doesn't care. He'll just have a couple people whacked. But DeVito decides he ends up, screw all of you, including Mafia, and goes Monday night for free. Good for him. Absolutely. That, that, That's yeah, how it's done. Big kudos for that dude. He's like, man, I because he said, I didn't even know. I had no idea. And it's just, I didn't know any of this until I started reading how much everybody hated me on Twitter. And it's like, what the hell happened here? Like, what did I do? So since then, he now has Mafia for his agent, but he's now hired a marketing person and then a separate agent that will do all of his side deals, of side that Mafia is only doing his NFL stuff. Actually, the Giants. What's does that? DeVito, does DeVito realize he, uh, his time in the spotlight? I know, is, but why not maximize your 15 minutes, right? Instead of doing stuff for free because your guy botched it, he'd have cost him 10,000 bucks. I hear you. Uh, it's just hiring all those people. Like they're all taking a cut. They are taking a cut, but a cut of 10,000 is better than a cut of zero. I hear you. Uh, the Niners go in and beat the Cardinals 45 to 29. I can't believe the Cardinals scored 29 points, to be honest. It was, this was, it was a lot of us in the fourth quarter. It, I mean, it was a blowout. Yeah. The Purdy was great again. He might really be the MVP, 240 passing yards and four touchdowns. He, he'd have to really choke down the stretch, not win it. McCaffrey should get some votes for MVP as well. 115 yards and a touchdown rushing. Five for 72 and two receiving scores. Debo Samuel, um, two touchdowns for him as well. Yes. <clears throat> Cardinals, outside of the running backs, James Carter, and even Omari DiMarcado. Um, well, I guess Trey McBride. But uh, the receivers, um, what's his name? Hollywood Brown didn't play. So 10 for 102 for Trey McBride. We love that. Especially yeah, the tight guy's end, a man. target monster. Yeah, he's I'm telling you, he's young. Prime Zach Ertz. I said that a couple weeks ago. Well, these 49ers for the second time this year look unbeatable. So let's see if yeah, they go on a three game. Last time we said that they lost three games in a row. Well, let's let's not say it until the playoffs start then. Fair enough. Uh, because man, they really, really do look unbeatable. We mentioned uh the Redskins earlier, Jacoby Brissett coming in and playing. Um, they lost to the Rams 28 to 20, but Brissett eight for 10, 124, and two scores. Uh, in his limited time, he was out there on the field, and he made Terry McLaurin. He showed us who Terry McLaurin really is. Sam Howe, as I don't know if it's by choice or what, but has chose as you know McLaurin's nothing with yeah. Howe. Yet we bring him Jacoby Brissett, six for one forty-one and a score. And this dude is so talented. He made a couple really nice catches this game. First game over twenty points the entire season. First game in double digits since week eight. Yep. The Rams, on the other hand, uh, are treating Kyron Williams like Derrick Henry. 27 carries uh, this game, 152 and a score. I mean, he gets even at five catches, not only three yards on those, yeah, but they just feed him. And Cooper Cup, back to doing Cooper Cup things uh, yet again, eight for 111 and a score for him. See that touchdown catch he had? Cup? Yeah. Yeah. 
nobody within 30 yards of him sort of caught it on the tips of his fingernails or his fingers almost fell, but still caught it and ran in for a touchdown. I'm yeah, I'm confused it, as to how Cooper Cup gets so open, but it happens. Right, uh, so many players: Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. It's like these, you got one player, you got to stop. Don't leave him uncovered. <clears throat> the Bills uh, beat up on the Cowboys pretty bad, thirty-one to ten. Cowboys were looking good until they uh, until they went up into Buffalo. C.D. Lamb, only guy worth having uh, for Dallas, simply because he had a rushing touchdown. Believe it or not. Josh Allen, ho-hum day, but that's because James Cook was the man. 25 carries, 179 and a score, plus two catches uh, and a receiving score. He um he still had a terrible drop, which he, he has one bad drop a game. But um, only three receivers in Buffalo caught a pass. Uh, There's only se- seven completions for Josh Allen. On they were ahead from the beginning and running for – Eight yards of play, so he didn't have to do anything. The thing that I took away from this game uh, had nothing to do with Dallas, really, but Buffalo never looked uncomfortable. They looked like they were just rolling out there. They knew what was going to happen, and there was nothing that Dallas could do to stop them. But it was such – because Dallas is a good team. I mean, they're they're playoff bound. Five best teams in the league. Right, and Buffalo just calmly beat them and beat them bad. That was I don't know. I just figured their Dallas would put up a little more fight or you know, Buffalo would make some mistakes. Uh, yeah, and we're still at the point prime. now where we could make the argument very easily that the Bills are the most dangerous team, most complete team in the AFC right now, yet might not even make the playoffs. Yeah, I don't want to jump the gun on that, but they certainly look Who's the better this week. Maybe the Ravens. Well, if the if the Bills show up, if that if who we just so saw I'm saying the Dallas. team that we've seen the last two weeks, I'm not judging it based on some crappy losses to the Jets. I'm saying right here, right now, they won two good games, really strong games against two quality opponents two weeks in a row. I'll buy what you're selling there. Uh, your Ravens on Sunday night beat up the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. Lamar Jackson was fine. Gus Edwards, another it was a one yard touchdown, right? It was. That's. <laughs> That's his thing, man. Just one yard touchdown. Lamar would take it in, but he did not. Well, whatever. I had him in the once and done, so I wanted. To oh, gotcha, gotcha. And nobody. I mean, you didn't start Jamal Agnew, but um, that was it. Jaguars not a great showing, uh, and they needed to come out there for you know the fan base, folks around the league to have some confidence in them as they make their playoff push. But. Uh, it just wasn't happening. This, not I watched this entire game, obviously, it's the Ravens. Obviously. It wasn't pretty. I know it was 23-7, but defense played pretty well. But the offense did not look good at all. Uh, a lot of three and outs. They just didn't look good. And the biggest thing we'll take from it is the Ravens just lost the one thing that I thought maybe could give them that little push to really make it to the AFC playoffs. Keaton Mitchell, their only home run hitter on the entire yep. team, done. Clean tear of the ACL, out. And it you was, did, you see, about... did you see the play? I mean, you could tell I, as a person who's torn mine, I knew as soon as he went down, okay, that's the end of that. Yeah, it didn't look good. And it it's a shame because he's such a young player, rookie, um, obviously from ECU. So he's, you know, yeah, got some fans around him. I mean, what yeah, a great yeah. story. And I said, the only, yeah. what I consider, I know Zay Flowers is fast and, well, they have the old Odell Beckham, but he's not Odell Beckham of old. He's really their only true home run hitter besides L. Jacks, and that's gone and, now. 
And that's all he does is hit home runs. I mean, he's averaging eight yards a carry on the season. I bet he's had more carries of over 10 yards than negative yards, like tackle behind the line. Of I would say I that's a definite thing because he's averaging eight yeah. yards a carry, like literally averaging eight yards a carry for the season. Impressive what you can do. It doesn't make sense in the NFL. It also it also makes you wonder how many other small school players, you know, like an ECU right. or you know, like an App State, how they have how many guys would be really really good when they have a decent offensive line and given some opportunities. Never you know, know, like how you many guys kind of speed missing? and you got that that yeah. that that thing in your head of I'm going to prove everybody wrong. You have 47 carries for 396 yards. That's sick. So, it's not like he had you know, five carries in a game and broke one off long. We're talking about 47 carries. That's I know. That's half a season. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, for my low point of my week, Philadelphia travels out to Seattle. And did you stay up for is, this? Oh, of course I did. I was going um, to text you. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to rub it in here. I'm just going to let it. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, Philly was winning. Almost the entire game. Yep. And Drew Locke, of all people, brings Seattle back on final drive. DK Metcalf, at least Philly did the smart thing. They double covered DK, and it didn't matter because he jumped up and he had both of the defenders guarding him. It's like their helmets were under his armpits. Yeah, they were like hanging off of him. He did this, his best Calvin Johnson, and comes down with his, what was it, like a 35-yard pass or something like that. And then Drew Locke throws this unbelievable over-the-shoulder pass to Jackson Smith and Jigba, who catches a fingertip grab on the back half of the football, an incredibly difficult catch. But he comes down with it in the end zone, touchdown. And Philadelphia, man, three weeks ago, they were 10-1. and one. They're 10-4 and four now. And they, you've, you said all season, you know, even, even last week after two losses in a row, I still wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs. I still wouldn't. Dude, I would play Philly in the playoffs in a heartbeat. Hey, I would not want to because in any given week, they might beat you by 35. But you're right. I thought that the bleeding would stop this week. It did not. Again, they're just the latest high-profile team to go on a three-game losing streak. I wouldn't totally lose it here. But if they continue to not play defense and not score at the rate they were, yeah, they're going to be in trouble. The whole offense still doesn't look right. Something's just – you've got – arguably one of the top five groups of weapons in the league. Use them more, do something more, take some shots downfield, do something. It just looks like it's all hurts right now. Like he's the only guy on the field that cares. Last year, when we, uh, Philly played Dallas, Micah Parsons is the man, right? They, they, right. They ran a play against them the first time they played and they're watching Micah. And it was like a little, um, Pitch to AJ Brown, or like a, uh, it's a little flat route, like a Brown in motion, and he did like this little a uh, pass to the route to the flat. They threw it to him, he gets it, runs it in for a touchdown. Well, the next time they play him, they ran that exact same play, and Mike was all over it. So I, I, I think Hertz kept it and ran, and had a big game. But it was a perfect scheme. Like they set that play up weeks in advance. I mean, they were. It's got to be the offensive defensive coordinators because they lost both. They lost Gannon and they lost. Well, um, the defensive Gannon. coordinator now is only defensive coordinator in spirit because right. uh, what's Matt his Patricia name from New place. England now is is uh, 
Okay. Yeah, he's calling the plays, which he looked brilliant. I, I was actually thinking, God, man, maybe this was it. Maybe you just need a new guy call, calling out calling out the plays, what they're going to do. But then at the end, it's just like, okay, I guess it doesn't matter who's the coordinator. They just aren't that good. They they really are. Except yes. for Jalen Carter. He's like the only guy. He's like the guy on defense that hurts his on offense. He looks like the only guy that cares, the only guy that's trying. Here's the uh, thing, the though. So I looked, and you probably already saw some of this. If they both still went out, because that was a conference game, so they're now tied for that conference tiebreaker. The first four tiebreakers, they're all tied. Philly wins the fifth. Strength of victory is actually the fifth. Strength of schedule is sixth. I'll be honest. I'm not even sure I've heard of strength of victory. Strength of victory? Okay, because me either. I had to look it up. (laughs) Strength of victory is the number of wins – all of the teams have combined that you've yeah, yeah. beaten. So it takes out when you – losses mean nothing. So the first four were, were um, obviously head-to-head, then division, then conference – or no, then teams in common, then conference, and then fifth, strength of victory, where Philly currently leads 69-53. to 53. I saw one site that called it 71-53. to 53. But I've run the numbers about 58 times, thinking maybe I don't know how to count. It's 69 to 53. Um, I, the only way the Cowboys could make that back is to win their last three and Philly loses all three. Well, if that happens, they're not tied anyway, so it doesn't matter. So if they both win out, then Philly w- will get the nod. But I don't know that they're going to. They've got a cupcake schedule. I think Giants, Cardinals, Giants, is that what it is? Yeah. Yes. It doesn't, I think – I. I think I might say it's the easiest schedule left in the NFL. I don't. It doesn't matter because the Giants always. You think they're going to lose one of those games to the Giants? I do. They could. I really do. They could. I really do. But even then, Dallas has to win out. If they both go two and one, I believe Philly would get. Well, I guess it depends who they lose to. Point being, all things considered, Philly still is in the the driver's seat. Even though right now they're the wild card, they're still in the driver's seat to win it. So and don't fret yet, buddy. But you're right; they might, they might not. Tiebreakers might not matter. And the Cowboys still have the Dolphins, the Lions, and Commanders left. So it's and yeah, they got to get in Miami. These two, yeah, in Miami. That's going to be. Um, it's not going to be easy. It's going to it's going to make for interesting football, and it's great for fantasy because all these players, like in the once and done. Obviously, we know most leagues don't use Week 18, but once and done leagues do. It's going to make all these games meaningful at the end. Your will. Uh, all right, sir. Anything else before we get to our starts of the week? There was something, but I can't remember what it was. I meant to mention it earlier, but I don't remember what it was, so it must not be that important. See if it pops back in there when I tell you about my quarterback start of the week, Baker Mayfield. Let's ride this hot hand. We talked about it earlier. Uh, they have a home game against the Jags, who are the third worst against quarterbacks over the season and second worst over the last four weeks. Uh, and plus, Tampa Bay needs to win if they want to win that hapless division they're in. Of course they, they, they need some wins here. They'll get a home game in the playoffs. Yeah, think about that. That's uh, huge. It could it be is. against the Eagles. It could be against the Cowboys. There could be. Sure, sure as heck don't want to go to their, their stadiums and play them. So since I knew you let that slip last night that you were going to pick Mayfield, I thought we would try to not pick the same because that's the obvious selection. Because I'm not yeah. picking Tommy DeVito or Zach Wilson. And Derek Carr sure as heck didn't get my vote. So I moved down a little bit to the number six against quarterbacks and the Arizona Cardinals, and I picked Justin Fields against them. And it may be a little bit of a bounce-back game here. It's at Chicago. That should help. 
He seems to play much better at home. So Justin Fields and a bounce back. 30 or three. That's what you're going to get. 30 or three. You're absolutely right. Running back, give me the guy who's had at least 22 carries in three straight games. Poor man's Rashad White. I'll take Chuba Hubbard. He is getting all of the work in Carolina. Home game against the Packers. They have a bottom 10 defense versus the run. Um, What happens to Miles Sanders next year? What are they going to do? Let him go? What's the point of having him there? They just signed him. They just just signed him. Well, he sucks. <laughs> He's Boy, what a letdown! Because you and I were so we, you and I were both like, "Yes, he's gonna be top 10. I was pissed that I didn't sign him to a long term contract. Thank God I didn't. Yeah, no kidding, man. What a I mean, they're hit. they're past the point of even giving him an opportunity, so they must know like this guy just he doesn't have it anymore. He's always been so talented. I know. He just, I guess he just hit a brick wall this year, and it's. He's the Chargers. He doesn't have the 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 Eagles line blocking for him either, so I'm sure that played a role in it. We'd have to see what Boston Scott or Kenny Gainwell would do somewhere else. Yeah, that's interesting because always before it was why is Miles not getting the work? Well, he got the work this year. Jack Squat. Right. So I'm with the guy you already mentioned, and it's only because you and I both know he's a fantasy god anymore, but still. I bet you could ask half the people that do – well, not fantasy, but people that just watch football, who does, who's the starting running back for the Buccaneers? And they're going to sit there and just scratch their head like, I, I don't have any ideas at Leonard Fournette. You know, they're not – is it Mike Allstott? They're not going to have any freaking idea that it's Rashad White and that he's dominating the freaking league week in, week out. He's to the point – he's opponent-proof. He just yeah, he's does right. it every week. So I'm taking Rashad White against – the Jags, who are fourth worst against the uh, run. He is running back four on the season, yeah. half-point PPR. And i tell you what's interesting. Uh, so you look at – and this uh, speaks to the point of him being a workhorse and getting, you know, all the carries and catches and everything. Christian McCaffrey is number one fantasy player or running back by like 80 points. Yeah, miles. He's Right. He's averaging 5.3 yards a carry. Raheem Mostert, he's number two. 4.9. Then you got Travis Etienne and Rashad White, 3.7, 3.8. James Cook's running back five, 5.1 yards a carry. Kyron Williams, 5.1 yards a carry. They're not efficient. They're just getting so much work. They can't help but score fantasy points, unlike Miles Sanders. Yeah, poor Miles Sanders. Poor, poor um, Miles Sanders. I threw in the towel for my wide receivers. I just wrote giant receivers, all of them. I hate Philly. Okay. Um, I can never pick a Giants receiver, one, because not any one of them is a true number one. And two, there's like five of them that in any given week will lead the team. <laughs> you have no well, idea which one it's If I was be. throwing a dart, I'd throw it at Slayton, Darius Slayton, just because he's kind of a bigger play guy. And um, that's you can beat Philly anywhere you want. They are on record. They're on pace to give up the most receiving yards and the most receiving touchdowns. Of all time, I think they're all they're truly awful. Yeah. So and, just and I said I, I told you early in the season that it didn't seem right, and that sooner or later it's going to catch up. Well, boy, it's catching up every week now. Yeah, and it didn't help that Darius Slay was out last week with an injury. Um, but I, I really think it's a pass rush. I mean, last year Philly had a chance to set the all-time sack record. They're yeah. not doing that this year, which gives the receivers more time to get open. It certainly and does. I, right. 
And and the defensive backfields, it's different than it was last year, but still, you still got the same corners, and they just the quarterbacks have too much time now with the the. Yeah, it's out. a combination of all those things because there's yeah. no one thing that's going to make you the best go from the best to the worst in less than twelve months, right? It has to be a number of factors coming together to make it just awful. Yeah. Maybe it's because I signed him to a long-term contract. Maybe I jinxed this whole thing for you. My apologies. Thanks, so I had, I was with you. I, there was nothing in here that I found particularly exciting that weren't all studs. Right. Uh, you know, okay. Debo. Well, yeah. I'm, I think you're going to probably put Debo in anyway. So I just, I went with Tennessee. They're awful. But I decided to put in D Hop. He's the only guy they throw to. They're playing Seattle. Seattle's not good. They're at Tennessee. Maybe there's a chance he throws up 100 yards and a score. Um, I'm playing him in my league of record, even though I'm out of it. Uh, I don't know. I had to pick somebody, right? That's, that's right. Um, how about Debo and Braden Ayuk as wide receiver 11 and 13? By the time the season's end, that might be. Uh, the team where we have two receivers in the top 10, top 12, two yeah. wide receiver we ones. Had two of them last year in the top 10. Dolphin. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, and uh, who was the other one? Oh, Philly. Jalen Waddle's got too much uh, ground he's got to make up. Um, well, you know what? I guess Philly could do it again. Devonta Smith is at 16 right now. So if he has, a, if he ends a year with a couple big games, might be able to never know to do something there. Certainly doesn't feel like that should be the case. But uh, my tight end, Pat Fryermuth. Mason Rudolph is starting this week, uh, and Cincinnati is the worst team against tight ends. And if you're Mason Rudolph, why not Why not use Fryermuth as your outlet instead of these crybaby receivers you have? That's the exact reason that I didn't pick him, because the Bengals are the worst. Rudolph. It was Mason Rudolph. <laughs> He's off. <Fair> enough. <laughs> I mean, you're the backup of the backup of Kenny Pickett, so you can't be very good. It worked um, out with Nick Mullins. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. And Joe Flacco, I think the third string quarterback's the way to go. You just skip your Maybe. second string Maybe. and go right to the third. I really string. want Pittsburgh to lose. I really want them to have a losing season. So Houston did. Houston, but Houston didn't even try Davis Mills. They just they just said, you know what? We're just going to skip you. We're going to go to Case Keenum, and they won. Yeah, they did win. wasn't pretty, but they won. I went with a guy again that for some reason is still underlooked, Mr. Trey McBride. Bears are fourth worst against the tight end. You and I would play Trey McBride every single week. But a lot As of a people flex. still haven't even heard of him. Again, if you asked a normal person, you wouldn't even have to ask who's the Cardinals tight end. You could just ask who's Trey McBride played for. And and many people would just not even have a clue. Like, who's that? If I had Travis Kelsey on my team and Trey McBride, I'd throw McBride in as my flex. You'd have to at least think about it. Sure. If you started Trey McBride over Travis Kelsey this last past few weeks, you made the right choice. I think right now the well, that's true, but I think right now what it is is McBride has a higher floor, but Kelsey yeah. easily has the higher ceiling because you never know in a game when he's throwing in three touchdowns. But right. you're right, if you if you if you're looking straight up floor, McBride over Kelsey. You know what's crazy? If a tight end goes out and has a monster game, you don't say, oh, he did his best Travis Kelsey. You say he did his best Sam Laporta. Like Travis Kelsey needs to be more like Sam Laporta. How crazy does that sound? I've right never now? heard that phrase before. That, that's a new one. Well done. You're you're yeah. an innovator. My defense, uh, Buffalo at the Chargers. This yeah, that's team, what I picked. That's a no-brainer. Easton Stick, starting quarterback. Buffalo's rolling. They yeah, just no, shut I, down I Alice's 
Even though it's in Los Angeles, I don't care. Yep, don't care. Yep. They they are on a hot streak. They're looking to keep it going. They've got all the confidence. And I think it's not going to be worse than the Raiders game because that's that was like NFL history there. But uh it could be close. Yeah. Um you know Philadelphia's point differential is 18. It sure is. I saw that the other day. 18. Because when they win, they win very tight games. When they lose, they get smashed. Gosh, that's not good. It's not pretty, dude. It's not. But again, they've got the weapons. They've got the players. If the D-line decides to show up, if the corners decide that they can still play, I don't want to play them in the playoffs. I don't care what anybody says. I just do not want to have to play them. All right, sir. That's all i got. Anything for you? No. Uh, Fantasy World, we got games, what, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Three on Christmas Day. So make sure we're, we're watching this lineup. So many guys are out. So many people are day-to-day, game-time decisions that it makes this difficult. Lots of bowl games, too. Lots and lots of football from, you know, for the next couple weeks. Yeah. I watch roughly zero to... 10 seconds of college football. Uh, I usually put on the bowl games. Like if I'm you know, wrapping presents or cooking or something, I just want something on the background. I put it on. Yeah, you put on Elf or Die Hard or Christmas Vacation, that's something that's meaningful. True. Yeah, we hit up Christmas. Uh, number top three Christmas movies all time for you. Quit before we go. White Christmas is number one because it's my father's favorite movie, favorite song. I grew up sitting on his lap watching it. Still, it's hard for me to watch at times. Yeah. Uh Man, two, Christmas Vacation, I got to go there. Three, Elf. Oh, yeah, so Christmas Vacation is my number one. Elf is my number two. Three, probably, it's a wonderful life. Oh, very good. Classic. Classic. That's yeah, a, classic. Another classic we love. We watch every year a couple of times, Miracle on 34th Street, the original. Yeah. Another one my dad loved. I just love old school, old school Christmas movies are the best. Of course, I love Bad Santa and even the uncut version, Bad Earth Santa. That's good times. Um, And the one, of course, that I adore, I'm going to go see in the movie theater on the 30th because Waynesboro is deemed that weekend, New Year's weekend, Die Hard weekend here in town. To me, Die Hard, I, I will vaguely call it a Christmas movie. It's really not, but there is Christmas involved. So if it makes people feel good to call it a Christmas movie... By all means, I'm not going to argue it, but me and some friends, we're going to go see it on the big screen. And uh, at Rough Edges, Friday night is Die Hard Trivia Night. So we're considering putting together a team to go do Die Hard Trivia. We're not sure if the schedules will all work. Um, We're we're excited. We're excited. We watched Die Hard last night. Say that again. That'd be part of the team via Zoom. Is that allowed? I don't think so, because you're not allowed to have any electronic devices during trivia. Because there's somebody, us, we would just be having fun with you, drinking beers. Other teams would, somebody would find a way to cheat. But you're more than welcome to come up, spend the night here, visit some (laughs) of your old Waynesboro and Hagerstown folks. We'll drink some beers, do some trivia, go see the movie Saturday night, Die Hard Weekend. Keep you posted on that, sir. Folks, thanks for listening. Get your Bell Run Football Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, Hope you guys have an awesome, wonderful Christmas. Enjoy your time spent with uh, family and friends, and we'll see you all in a week. Merry Christmas, people. Ho, ho, ho.